0: hi this is caitlin mcfarland and this is emily gibson and we're the co-founders of the atx television festival and you're listening to the tv campfire emily today we are releasing i think you know we're not supposed to have favorites programming or people
1: but are we, are we really not supposed to have those things? I don't think we're supposed to. I think they're all supposed to be our favorites. I may have been failing at that these past eight years. I think we're not supposed to
0: share with. the oh, Okay, that's are. that's. Her. I mean, like, that's totally I, in terms fair. of, like, saying this is the one. Although I did go up to a number of people during the festival. We made maybe inappropriate lists of the people we were most excited to meet. And I definitely told both Todd Grinnell and Darcy Garden that they were in my top three. And they were both very excited about being in my top three. Who was your
1: third? Kevin Bacon. Oh, duh. I knew that. I knew Uh, that.
0: (laughs) Which is very odd for me to have three actors in my top three. Like normally there's a, a showrunner and I definitely had showrunners that I was very excited to meet. But they were in my top three. I didn't tell them where in the top three they were because <laughs> in all reality they were a little interchangeable in that fact because they you were You mean they great. were
1: interchangeable as two and three? Or one. Uh, yeah. I, I mean No, truly. And vegan I wasn't number one. Like wasn't like a definite number one. I mean I don't Sure. <laughs> I mean not trying to put you on the spot. No, I think they were all interchangeable. I, I stand by my statement that they were
0: all three interchangeable um, at different points in the weekend and in watching of those shows but darcy Carden was definitely i can remember i when i told her she did that full-on like you know fist bump like yes like, i love being in people's mm-hmm. top three but this particular panel which i don't think we've said <laughs> that we're releasing <laughs> is most likely to make you laugh with nbc comedians specifically lauren ash from superstore melissa fumero from brooklyn 99 and darcy Carden from the good place moderated by mark evan jackson this was – I mean, I don't know how many people they had to turn away from this panel. It was in one of our larger theaters. Mm-hmm. It had such intense energy, and we were so excited to host it and could tell how excited our audience was. But the thing that I think is really interesting, I asked Darcy this on the way to the theater of, like, do you guys do this sort of show crossover thing a lot? And she was like, never. Like I thought when we started The Good Place that there would be like kind of like upfronts where like all the NBC shows come together. She's like I really thought we w- there'd be a lot more intermingling and there hasn't been. This is the first time we've ever done it like this and how excited she was because they all really loved each other.
1: I thought that was really cool. That's very sweet. One of my favorite moments of the festival happened with Melissa Mm Fumero. We also do an outdoor community screening Mm -hmm. that we call TV Under the Stars. And because we were doing this panel this year, we did a Superstore, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Good Place, an episode featuring each one of those actresses that you just named. And it's outside, it's at Hotel San Jose. It's just a Fun event for anyone, badge holders and non-badge holders to come and hang out and watch TV. And so Melissa Fumero and Lauren Ash came to intro it. And Darcy was doing an FYC event was the only reason she
0: wasn't there. I just don't want people to think she didn't care to be there. No, she
1: did. I feel very deeply that she— I
0: agree. I just want to make sure that that's not misinterpreted, that the reason she wasn't there was that (laughs) she didn't care about the
1: outdoor screening. That is not true. She had a prior commitment. That is fair. Just for the record, period. That is fair. So we did so Melissa and Lauren were there and I did a quick Q&A with them just to give people a taste of what the festival is like. And so as we were headed back into San Jose, uh this girl, they start taking a few pictures with some fans. It was very lovely and everyone was very nice. And this girl gives Melissa a bag of Texas shaped tortilla chips from HEB. Very important place. For very Texans. important place if you to don't Texans. Know, look it's, it up. Yep. H-E-B is extremely important to feeding our souls and our stomachs. Um, But it is the the best grocery store in the world. And I they're Texas-shaped tortilla chips. They're very important. Very cool. So Melissa's holding them as she's taking pictures. So I go over. I'm like, do you want me to hold those tortilla chips for you? And she goes, oh, yes, please do. So I'm holding them for her. She finishes taking pictures. We go back into San Jose, and everyone's making dinner plans and figuring out where they're going after this. And so I go over, and and I said, I have these chips. If you don't want them, it's totally fine. I will take them back with me, but I don't want to take them if you actually do really want them. (laughs) And she goes, oh no, I want them. So she takes them back and she's cradling them against her. And then she starts talking to the NBC PR exec that's with her and it out dinner plans. And he goes, well, do you want me to take those chips and put them in the car? She's like, what do you mean you're going to take them away? He goes, no, I'm just going to put them in the car and then we'll get them back to you. And she's like, well, how am I going to get them back? He goes, well, we'll get them back to you when we go to the hotel. And there was this whole exchange of coordinating the tortilla chips. She was very concerned about getting them back, making sure she could take them on the plane. Which which is a very weird question. I know. Which is not a liquid. No. And I think it was just a moment of confusion and a lot happening. But – this moment of coordinating these chips was just this beautiful moment to watch and how important getting these chips back to her home were we with her. ask
0: her about it. I know. Now.
1: We absolutely should. It was just like this really funny moment that I really appreciated that some fan gave her this bag. And, yes, she understood the importance of HEB chips right away. And that she made it a priority to get them back with her. She did awesome. She also moderated the one-day-at-a-time panel. Oh, and yes. I found out later
0: through another interview is the first time she'd ever moderated anything. That's really cool. Right? I mean, they were all just so great. I've been following on Twitter Mark Evan Jackson. Um, apparently, I can't remember if it was in this panel or another one, but a audience member asks him about improv. Mm-hmm. And so recently on Twitter, that audience member tweeted at him, like, per Mark Evan Jackson's advice, I've just signed up for my first improv class and as a shy introvert this is like a big deal but like I trust him or something like that and he wrote back this very long tweet about how like it was going to be scary but it was going to be okay and like it was it was honestly like so beautiful
1: they were just I loved what a lovely group of people and Lauren Ash this was her second time Mm -hmm. at the festival and she came for with the whole Superstore cast Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago and it was great to have her back she's just a delight yeah Oh, they just had such good energy. Yeah. Like everything, all everything surrounding them was so positive, mm-hmm. and the panel should people tell, just laughed. Should I tell the sad story about the video that didn't happen? Well, I mean, now you have to.
0: I mean, whether or not it makes it in the intro, <laughs> it's like such a sad moment.
1: I mean, only in that it I happened. I mean, it's only sad for,
0: for you and person. Amy and well. Yes. I mean, I think it's sad. Even if you had told me this story about somebody else, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, that's so sad. Okay. Because, fair. like, it's a capture moment that basically my niece, Lucy, who is going to be 9 in August, her favorite show is The Good Place. Something I didn't know before the festival at all. found out the day of that she watches it every day. I don't know if it's the same episode every day, but she watches it every day. And Janet is her favorite character, Dumb. Um, obviously. And... So Amy had told – my sister-in-law Amy had told me that meeting Darcy was, like, her number one thing. I never commit to introducing anybody to anybody. I don't even know if I'll see or meet anybody or, you know, what type of person they're going to be. Right. And so it was the last day of the festival, and I was leaving the badge holder lounge, and I saw Darcy outside of the green room getting ready to leave. And Amy was right next to me, and I was like, okay, come with me because I had at this point talked to her a couple of times, figured – She was fine. And so I met them. We were standing outside of the green room, and Amy told Darcy the story that how much Lucy loves Janet and how she watches uh, The Good Place every day. And Janet was like, well, do you want me to do a video? Like, nobody asked her to. She just sort of was like, give me your phone. I'll make her a video. So we went into the green room, and Darcy asked her name and asked when her birthday was, and ended up, she was like, took Amy's phone from Amy and took a video of herself saying hello to both lucy and otis my niece and nephew and then wishing lucy a happy birthday and it was pretty spectacular to see Mm -hmm. especially when she offered to do it it wasn't like something that she was asked to do uh and then we kept talking and everybody had a good time and darcy went to leave and go and get in her car and as soon as she left the room i was like okay amy let's watch the video and darcy took a picture of herself (laughs) And not the video. And so the video doesn't exist. And the rest of the day was conversations where my brother was telling Amy, you cannot tell Lucy that this happened. Aww. You have to just know it happened. Maybe it happens again. But it does not help to tell Lucy that this video existed. And Amy was like, I know. That's so sad.
1: <laughs> it's so sad. It's so
0: sad. But it's also, I looked at Amy, I was like, it's also pretty special. Like, I saw it happen. You saw it happen. It's a beautiful thing. She's coming back. It was her idea. Great. I'm gonna so program next it. year. Now. Perfect. Yeah. Lucy, may, and that's what I told Darcy. I was like, you're going to be the reason. Lucy's never been to the festival. Age 10. That's a great age. A little under, I mean, it's, under, uh, it's the, under the age. The right age, but it's. But uh, that I'm going to figure out a way to, that's going to be the reason that my niece comes to the festival. So thank you, Darcy, in advance.
1: I love that. Fine. So without further ado, here is Most Likely to Make You Laugh from ATX Festival Season 8.
2: Hello, ATX Festival. Thank you so much for being here and for having us. I'm, uh, I'm Mark Evan Jackson. I, uh, I play Dr. Kevin Cosner on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I uh, play on The Good Place, Sean. And the notes that the network wrote for me for this intro also said, and maybe someday I'll be on Superstore, already happened. Try to find me. 100% serious. Um, we're going to uh, we're going to do a panel today. We're going to talk with some extraordinary, hilarious, and talented people. Uh, there'll be time about uh, 40 minutes from now for your questions. Uh, we assume, in as much as you are here, that you are fans of the programs we'll be discussing. Uh, so uh, please, uh, in order to get more questions in, forego the long prefaces of why you love these these women and these shows. Questions begin with questiony words, uh, so we'll be, we'll be looking for that, and if we don't hear them, I'm coming for you. Please join me in welcoming these remarkable, hilarious stars of these stellar, stellar shows. Not only does she play good, bad, and neutral Janet, she also has played most of the other characters on NBC's The Good Place. Please welcome Darcy Carden. Hi. Our next guest plays Amy Santiago, Sergeant of the Uniformed Officers and the by-the-book partner and partner to Andy Samberg's Jake Peralta on NBC's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Melissa Fumero. <laughs> and from NBC's Superstore, the no-holds-barred assistant manager and voice inside my head, Dina, please welcome Lauren Ash. Me, this is me. This is me. This is me.
3: The worst part is we talked about it ahead of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, thank you for joining us.
4: These chairs are scary.
2: Oh, yeah. you're right. It does Ooh, have a maybe. See. Don't yep. do that.
4: Yeah. Okay. We're gonna be okay. We're gonna it's be. It's gonna okay. be great. We're gonna be okay. Right. It's gonna be great. And if you can see up our dresses, just you guys let us know. Just be like, <laughs> yeah. just be like, thank you. The thumbs up you
2: just gave was like, we can love it. <laughs> That was a that was a not, I got your back. Thumbs up. That was like,
4: oh, I'll tell perfect, you, yeah. perfect,
2: perfect, perfect. Um, we're gonna cover some ground and uh, and talk about each of you individually. I'm curious to begin. Um, what makes you funny? What what were your influences early? I it's a given that they real happen.
5: hot right out the gate.
2: Yeah. Um, what were your early influences in television? Were there shows? I think you're fine.
3: I've done a side-side, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is, a, this is impenetrable. It's the whole thing when you sit in these
4: chairs. God damn. Oh, hi. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Mark, what'd you say?
2: It doesn't matter. Um, early influences in television. What, um, what, do you remember that first laugh that you heard and you were like, oh, that's infectious and I would like to be a part of that and I would like to do that myself someday? Do you remember?
4: I totally do. But I'm like afraid to say it. No, say it. No, say it. It was the Cosby Show. It's real. It's real. And also, let's talk about the kids on the Cosby Show. That's good, right? So, like, I remember being.
2: (laughs) The Is It OK is the same for looking at your
4: dress.
2: (laughs) We're allowed to talk about Cosby? Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, of course. I mean, the Cosby Show was legitimately a very funny program.
4: And being a child. Uh, in watching that show, you kind of thought like, "Whoa, those kids are—they can do that!" I was very fascinated with kids on TV when I was a kid. Yeah. Punky Brewster, like uh, totally, j- yeah, just Family Matters. Yes, yeah. it was—it was like uh,
2: <laughs> you are you all younger than I am.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. I, uh, um, I'm like trying to think of an old TV reference and I can't. Well, uh,
2: Gunsmoke, yeah,
4: yeah, gun- <laughs> the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> Oh, I do remember
5: watching reruns of I Love Lucy yeah. later. I was night. gonna say I Love Lucy yeah. too, yeah. What was that when they used to show old uh shows at night? What was that? Uh, Nick, Nick at night. night Yes. Yeah Nick at Night.
2: You yeah. are younger than I am. No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, there there were a lot of those, um, you know, the um the man, there was some good TV back then, huh? Cheers, The Cosby Show. There was a bunch of a bunch of good sitcoms. Um I even, like, even remember, I know this isn't, The the Simpsons, when I was a kid, was like, it felt like something I had never seen before. Sure, sure, when you were a kid, when you were a kid, (laughs)
2: yeah. Yeah, The Simpsons, yeah. None (laughs) taken, none taken. Um, How cool is it to be on NBC, which has such a giant legacy of shows like Cheers and Seinfeld and Frasier and Friends? I mean, that's really good and, and historic company, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. It's a huge deal. You know what I mean? I mean, there's, it's so iconic. All of those shows, Office, Parks and Rec, uh, this, the, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, it's, it's, it's looming at first, certainly, right. because yeah. it's like there's a huge list of things to to live up to. The bar feels very high, but that's a pretty cool group to be a part of.
4: And then it's a weird thing because now we're on with Will and Grace. You know, which yep. was like, yeah. uh, which was a part of that must see TV when, when you, we were when so you were young. Born. When you were born. We were so young. I mean, like I don't, high school. Yeah. Oh, I don't,
3: yeah, or maybe, younger. Or no, younger. I, mean, I don't
4: remember the original Will and Grace. <laughs> I'm like literally not that much younger than you at all. But no, but it, that like, that's a very cool thing that they're yeah. on again, and we get to be on that, that channel with them. Um, I'm like, I, I, I I am such an NBC head. <laughs> I like all my favorite shows were too, NBC. Yeah. 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 So it was. It, uh, that was not lost on and me. And
3: SNL too. Let's not gloss over. Like that's like a huge. I think for so many people in so many generations, but certainly for me, that was like the, the biggest. Sure. Uh-huh.
4: And it's. We, I wonder if it's weird because you've now on the show you're on. You've been on two networks. I don't know if we're even allowed to talk about that. But don't you think NBC is cooler? Boom, boom, boom. I mean, I don't want to say or not
5: say. You can't quote her. Like use
4: words. I say just bring them up on stage. But just bring them to us.
3: Oh, there's drinks. Oh yes. <laughs> Matthew Mitchell, everybody. The hardest working gentleman is the wine for me. Yeah, the wine. Oh yes. I, Mommy's I feel, happy.
2: I feel like you knew what time the show started. Cheers,
4: starring Ted Danson. It's so when it hits your lips.
2: When the, when the panel becomes a drinking game.
3: Do you want, do you want to we share enough? this with me? Okay. I don't think we ever answered why we're funny. He asked why we're funny. What makes us funny? I'm just trying to honor you, Mark. Yeah. that's Let, Honestly, all we're trying to do here, Mark, is honor you.
2: That's why I flew here. I need <laughs> to be honored. I will not not be honored. Um... Where'd you come from? What's your upbringing? Uh, Lauren, you and I were talking a little bit about the Second City. We were both from the Second yeah. City originally. Uh-huh.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I started at the Second City in Toronto. I dropped out of theater school, actually. I had a, a full, yeah, throw away your life. <laughs> you. uh, right. yeah. I was going to theater school and I was miserable. And the only thing I liked was improv. That was the only component that I really liked. So I quit and I literally took the subway to the Second City and signed up for classes. And then I got hired at the touring company in less than a year. Uh, which was awesome. And then, yeah, I always refer to that as being kind of my college years. You know what I mean? Like, that really did give me the comedy training that has got me where I am now. So, yeah, I toured for three years. I did the Toronto main stage for two years, and then I did the Chicago main stage for two years. So, real graduate program of GD comedy. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) It for real is. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But truly, like, Get, being on stage every night and getting immediate response. Like you learn very quickly, like what works and what doesn't because sure. it's, it's an Im- immediate, you know, feedback from the audience. So it's, it's a pretty good tool training. And not to, not to, we can keep answering that question, but don't you
4: find, cause I also came up in comedy theater. Yeah. Don't you find it's such a weird, um, uh, adjustment to then doing comedy on, on TV and, and nobody laughs.
3: Yes. Because they, they can't, cause if they laugh, they'll ruin the take, but right? that's Yes, but Still that's happens. why I, I right. literally, I push until I make people laugh. I know. Laugh.
4: Yeah. It's a really weird adjustment because you, you'll, you'll do a day at work and you have funny lines and if they don't, we're so programmed to hear the laugh that if you don't hear the laugh on the drive home, I'm just like, well, I really, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> I was so terrible today. I mean, it's, it's a weird thing that your brain has to adjust to. Now, sure. I love to not hear laughs.
2: You ruined it. <laughs> you ruined it. Um, each of the shows that you that you all represent are uh, are really special and wonderful. They're, uh, I think, two oh one, super smart and uh, yet very silly. There's a lot of heart in them. I feel like this, you know, all three shows do that really nicely and. Um, And I wonder if discussions happen about that, about how to approach that stuff. What are your relationships with your showrunners? Are you able to to collaborate and talk to the writers or the showrunner about your characters, about storylines, about things? You're all deeply into seasons. You know, we're in seasons four and five and six.
3: Well, you wrote recently, didn't you? Correct, yeah. On your show. I wrote an episode in season three called um, Gender Reveal, and that was amazing. I mean, we've had a really collaborative experience on Superstore. Justin Spitzer has been really open to hearing our thoughts and feedback, and we improvise a lot on the show, and they use a lot of it. So it's cool. Like, It it definitely feels like an an actual creative collaboration for me anyway.
2: It's so interesting because you have a a gigantic cast. I mean, you have a gigantic set. And so many, uh, you know, locations that you can use within what is effectively a giant bottle. Right. Um, but, uh, like, there are so many cast members, each of whom seem like straight killer snipers. Like, the, the show moves so quickly because the, you, can, you have to watch it twice because there are so many things that you go back for. One of my favorite things are the interstitials, too, which is almost reminiscent of The Office, where just, like, you'll cut to somebody doing something stupid and then looking to see if anybody noticed, and then they'll just move on. Yeah. Like, it's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah.
3: It's a giant show, which is ironic because Ben Feldman is four foot two. So. <laughs> Tweet that. Tweet it. He's gonna be so pissed. Use the hashtag Ben's Dumb Shirt. That's a call back to three three years ago and when we were on this stage. So there you go. Tag him. Tag him.
2: Um, how did how did writing that episode come about? Uh, that was in season three. That was a season ago. Yeah. And uh, did you ask for? It? Uh, did you had you done that before?
3: Yeah, you know, coming from a Second City background, obviously we write for ourselves. And and then I went back to Canada and I did a lot of writing for TV up there um, that nobody sees down here. Uh, but then I just, I literally just asked. I'm, I'm a very kind of uh, reserved person, but there's any time in my life, if you learn anything from me today, children, it's that... You'd be surprised how much you can get if you just ask for it. And, yeah, I asked, and they were like, oh, cool, yeah, let's talk about it. And then it happened, which I didn't think would. But... Isn't that fascinating? Yeah.
2: Darcy and I were talking about this last night when we we're as we were traveling here about, like, um, I think this is true in acting and, and the creative arts, but also just in the universe. Like, it is a really delicate balance of, please, may I, and I need it now. Uh, like, like you have to be a little bit narcissistic and and ask for it, but also balance it by being utterly grateful. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting thing. Um, Melissa, you directed an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine wow. this yes. season. Yes. Was it fun? It was so fun.
3: Um,
5: yeah, and similarly, it was, I, uh, I had always planned to ask for season six, um, but then it got canceled and then picked up.
2: You, and, what? By whom?
5: Um, uh, what is? This? Who would have? Um, and um, and then I chickened out basically. Cause, oh no way! Really? Yeah, in the beginning, um, because I was like, oh, I don't know, like it's our first season on NBC, and like let me wait a little longer. Um, and then we they ordered five more episodes, um, and Joe and Stephanie, and I decided to all put our names in the hat, and just kind of go and well, they could say no, and uh, they didn't. They were like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Really supportive, um, and it was a blast, and I loved doing it, and I want to do more of it, and, yeah, I found, like, a, another thing I really like, which is exciting to do in your 30s. I feel like that doesn't happen as often.
2: Sure, in your 30s. You're just like, oh. um,
3: <laughs> Early 30s, too, very early. <laughs> very
5: early, all the way in the beginning. Uh-
2: Basically, 29. The, um, yeah. Uh, that's a different brain pathway, right? That's a different yes. skill set. Yes. Now, you are an organized person. There's, a, there's some Amy Santiago in you. Uh,
5: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there is. I really enjoyed the homework of it. <laughs> I love it. I didn't know what to expect, and once I started working on prep, and I got home, and I was like, oh, oh, I get to make lists. <laughs> And drawings and charts oh I was like oh god <laughs> this is very Amy um but it was great and yes I my organizational skills definitely lent themselves to the job um and it also was so fun to direct my castmates who I know so well after six years and I was like oh for a week I get to give them everything they like oh there's your, your beer <laughs> thanks Matt Thanks Matthew so. Mitchell, everybody, Yay. pound it,
2: pound it. I, there's no reason that happened. <laughs> that you got um, here. Nobody thought you were going to say uh, that they like. Everybody thought you were going to say, "Give them every note I've ever wanted to give them."
5: Oh yeah, no, uh, no. I like you know, just just kind of give them a week off from everything they don't like.
2: <laughs> what what are those things for for Andy for Stephanie?
5: Uh, I mean, you're asking me to spill the tea right spill now. A tea. Oh, spill a little tea. We're at
2: a panel drinking game.
5: Spill, I won't name names or be specific, but... Andy. As, as a whole... <laughs> um, with Andy, it's just nice, because I'm like, oh, he just... Can somebody get Andy a coffee? He needs coffee. Like, I could just look at his face and be like, he needs a treat. Can somebody get him a cookie? <laughs> his shot's coming up, and the, he needs a cookie. Great. Um... Yeah, yeah. I think as a whole, our cast really doesn't love to get notes like right off, right out the gate. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, which yeah. I think is pretty common across yeah, the board. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We like a few runs. Yeah. And then we like the kind of notes that like make it better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just real basic stuff. Um, but no, it was, it was fun. I, I had a great time and I love my cast.
2: It was a very funny thing. Uh, I was not in that episode, but I was no. in the episode that Joe LaTrulio directed. Yes. And, um, uh, he, Joe LaTrulio is an improviser as well. And he's a noted buttoner and tagger and will go long. Yes, after- we
5: call him Butt McGee.
2: Yeah. Uh, he will deliver lots of hilarious lines, many of which make it long after the script has com- been completed. And, uh, we were doing a scene, Andy and I. And the second we were done, he was like, "Cut!" And Andy, it happened a couple of times, and Andy was like, "What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you ha- like, you have to let us play." And he's like, "Oh, right, sorry. Like, oh, I think there's so, much, so so much pressure to like make your day, get get the scene uh, shot that you want to get shot, right?"
5: Yeah, I think I, I think I heard Stephanie did that too. I think because I spent so much time with Andy that I I knew. From the beginning, I was like, oh, do not... Like, I almost waited too long to say cut because I've been with him in those moments so many times where a director said cut too soon. Yeah. 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 Um, So I guess Andy just has me really well trained. At
2: this uh, point. We should mention him for a moment. He is a remarkably kind, skilled, wonderful person, Um, almost in the vein of uh, Kristen Bell in a TED dancer. Like Like... yeah, A legitimately wonderful person.
5: He is a unicorn. And they're all hot.
3: <laughs> I'll yeah. I'll three of those people. Yeah. I'll, drink, was- I'll drink to that.
2: <laughs> uh, Darcy, uh, this has been reported so we can talk about it. Uh, Kristen Bell is directing an upcoming episode. Yeah. We had a rehearsal for one of the scenes yesterday. Yeah, And um, I, I, like... I used to think that, oh, like someday I'll be a, in the writers' room. I'll be a showrunner. I'll direct or whatever. Um, no, like that. I don't have the brain for it. It's like such it's a,
4: hard. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. It's. I mean, as you guys know, it's not. It's not just. You know, you have to. You have to know what you're doing.
2: Yeah. A lot. Like a lot of things. Yeah. You have to know what you're doing.
4: You really do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I. Yeah. I. I. I but who, she's so capable. I've been telling her since season one that she should direct.
2: That's cool. Yeah. She's said for a few seasons when when it's come up like. I'm not doing it yet, but I am paying attention. Yes,
4: yes, she's yes. She said that a lot. She, I mean, she knows more about being on a set. She, I feel like she's been on a set for 20 years. She's, she's mostly she, been on set. And she really knows her stuff. I mean, I, I there's, I learn a lot from her. Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty great. Oh, yeah. I love that chick. Uh, I, I really do.
2: Darcy, we were at an event last night at the Television Academy in Hollywood and uh, talking about NBC's The Good Place and uh, pretty much... No news broke. <laughs> um, I haven't p- heard
4: anything. Yeah. yeah, it was unremarkable. Uh, I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so should I tell in case they don't know? Oh,
2: I think they, they know. know. <laughs> okay. Yes, please.
4: Okay, so we so season four upcoming is, I know, I'm seeing some thumbs downs. It's our last season, which is, um, you know, like equal parts, so sad and so cool, I think. Which I feel like. Do you guys agree? It's like, it's such a bummer. But you're also like, you know what? Yes, right. I feel like shows that I love, when they do that, I'm always like, much respect to you. Like it's it's hard as a fan of a show when they decide to be done. But you're, it's but they're also, going out on their own yeah, terms. Yeah, it's, right? it's cool. And yeah. and I try Mike Schur's our our showrunner, as you guys know. And I I truly trust him l- with my life somehow. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. You know, we always kind of said se- we would do four or five seasons, and I think the cast and probably crew and writers, everybody was crossing their fingers for five. And when he said four, it was like, I, I'm i sure you're right. I'm not going to question this. 100%. And, yeah, you've been right this whole time.
2: I mean, in one sense, uh, season two could only disappoint, right? <laughs> like, right. Like, after season one, that, that uh, holy motherfucking shirt balls reveal, um, that, like... The hubris necessary to embark on a second season.
4: Truly, but also I so respect that they took it in a different direction and and you know continued. They meaning the writers who I'm who I'm truly obsessed with. I love. I I, I need. You do. I, it's I a, can't it's leave. kind of a lot. I know. I, what yep. do I do? What am I gonna do?
2: I it, I mean. What am I gonna do? It, you have a problem.
4: Okay. um, but they they um you know they kept going with the with the surprises and the twists and everything, but in such a different way. There, I'm I'm you know, I, I will I will beg those freaks to let me work with them until the day I die. Which I, I don't know when that's gonna be. Which
2: given the chair you're sitting in could be today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Please don't do that. Um yeah.
2: That seems counter to the mission.
4: We okay? We okay? What? We're okay? okay. We okay, we're good? We're good? Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um all of your shows have had some remarkable uh guest opportunities yeah um are there are there some memorable uh you know notable guests that you'd like to uh to talk about
4: one that pops out to me right off the bat is I remember um it would have been season two um sitting with some of the cast on a break and we were talking about who would be your like ideal guest if we could pick anyone in the world and I thought of someone right away, and, and I was like, if Maya Rudolph was on our show, I don't know that I could even look at her. And then the next week, Mike was like, Maya Rudolph's going to be on the show. And as you know, and if you guys know her, she's she's the fucking Just. best. She's wonderful. Am I allowed to say fucking on this? Can I say fuck?
3: I think can we I can. I say fuck?
4: Is it fuck okay yeah. if I say fuck? We can say Fuck. We can say fucking and fuck. try it. Okay, try fucker,
2: fucking, fucking. Okay. Fuck.
4: I support you. Okay. Yeah.
2: You've said the Cosby show a bunch. I think we're good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Anybody uh, come to mind? Some notable guests?
5: Uh, similar for me with Maya, but I wasn't in the scenes, which I was like bummed, but also okay with, because right. I was like, I'll say all the wrong totally, things. totally. And just stare at her creepily.
4: I, I had a full... Couple days before I even like introduced myself. Yeah, and now we're straight up buds. Oh man, Ugh. <laughs> so
5: jealous. <laughs> uh, Lin Manuel Miranda was great. Who? He first tweeted about Brooklyn early season one. Um,
2: it's his favorite show.
5: Yeah, and he sang. I'm in my favorite show. I'm inside my favorite show, like all the time. And we were all like, what? Shut up.
3: <laughs> you, you don't get to freak out, we do. Um, I literally, like, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just have to say, like, I, he is, I got introduced to him at an NBC event last year because, because he was there. Yeah. It was the day you I guys got picked him. up. You yeah. brought him. I was like, yes. you saved the show. Come with me to this NBC that's right. party. Yes. So, <laughs> that's right. So I'm in the corner going, i Miranda's over there. And then Patty Murrin, who's in on Broadway in Frozen. Yes. The sweetest human, she's a Superstore fan. She's like, oh, I'll introduce you. It's fine. And I was like, don't do it. And she's like, come on over here. I was like, don't do it. And she brings me up. And she goes, Lynn, this is Lauren She goes, oh yeah, from Superstore. And I said,
6: <laughs> I,
3: yeah. Anyway, I just had to say, I,
5: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, perfect.
3: Okay, oh, so jealous. I jealous. The, I mean, fa- just... the face you made is the exact
5: face I made when Amy Poehler came to set <gasps> season wow. one. And Stephanie and I were like standing by one of the desks, and she cam- comes over and she says, Big ball of sunshine. And she's just so nice. She's like, Hi, I'm Amy. And I literally was like, Hi, hey, I'm Melissa. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> It's hard. And that was it. That was yeah. all that came out of my mouth. It's hard just... to meet your
4: heroes. And those Ugh. three people, Lynn and Amy and Maya, are three, you know, and they say, like, don't meet your heroes. A lot of comedy heroes end up being okay. Those three people in particular. If like you say comedy Bill Cosby is right now, <laughs>
2: God is my witness, as God is my witness.
4: Fuck, fucker, it's a spectrum. fucking fuck, fucker. It's a spectrum. Yeah. But those are three people that are, like, truly, deeply good, wonderful people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A wonderful and- moment just happened uh, at the hotel before we arrived, which was I was talking with Lauren, and uh, a woman came from behind Lauren, didn't uh, wasn't able to see who she was, and she said to me like, "Hi, I really enjoy your work," and she turned and saw Lauren went, "Oh my god!"
4: <laughs> You're nothing. She's everything. Hi. So She's
2: like, yeah. she like just. I don't want to interrupt. I just really. Just, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and then like that, like I'm misting tear, like the.
4: I'm gonna, this is like, I have no reason to say this, but I have to, okay? At the end of last season, the finale, there was, um, a, a guy on the show who's playing a character named John, who, who's sort of like Tahani's nemesis, if this sounds familiar. The actor that plays that role is this guy named Brandon Scott Jones, who is my best friend, and he, we've been best friends for over 10 years, and he got cast on the show without even me saying anything. Yeah. And maybe he's on more this season. Maybe. So yeah, it's the best thing in the world. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. I love that. It's fun because, you, you know, you, you really do, as they say, like sort of become family members with your cast. You, you, you really bond. Yeah. And to have someone that I know and love from, you know, the salad days. What does that mean? My husband said that one time. What does that mean?
3: The salad days? What does it mean? It's a time like,
2: before you could afford meat. Uh, But salads
4: are so expensive. Salads are so expensive. It should be called the top ramen days. Yeah. Yeah. Ramen days. The ramen days. Ramen days makes sense. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Maybe this is a generational
4: thing. It was
2: so good. Good heavens. Okay,
4: we did spill a beer. Are we going to die? Are we going to electrocute ourselves? No, no, no. Okay, cool. No. Your microphone wire is fully laying, fully laying in it. Is that bad? Wow. <laughs> we'll be
2: fine. I think fine. it's okay.
4: I think it's All right. fine.
2: I know it's... for sure. We're fine. Great. Darcy's chair poses a far greater threat. <laughs> um, each of your shows, as I said, uh, simultaneously is super goofy and silly, but also has a lot of heart. Um, I'm thinking back to episodes like Show Me Going on Brooklyn and, um, and I've forgotten the episode, but it was recent, uh, that like, uh, um, Boyle and Peralta had kind of a meaningful, uh, little scene at the end about, you know, being on each other's nerves, but being buds and they put hats on at the end kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the balance of like the silliness and I feel like NBC shows, as a brand, do this better than other networks. I really do, because I feel like so many shows are, like, goofy, goofy, goofy for 25 minutes, and then in the last act, they... The music. Like, a slow-motion montage, and some voiceover goes, you know, <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, we're all family. And it's like, <laughs> you did yeah. not earn that. You have
5: to earn it. You did not earn that. Yeah, I, I have seen those shows, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, it's the Mike Sure Dan Gore kind of universe of... from. The Office, to Parks and Rec, and and I think that they are so brilliant on Brooklyn. Dan is so brilliant at, at um, just really making these characters a little larger than life, but also grounded, and at this point in, you know, now having done six seasons, we've just pulled back the layers of these characters and just keep finding like I feel like we leaned into some of Amy's crazy this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also they gave me an episode where I got to be really vulnerable and I don't think we would have gotten away with that season two. Um and that is the genius of what they do. They don't they let their characters grow. Yeah. And then those moments are even more heartfelt. Um and it's just beautiful. I mean the writers are just brilliant.
2: It's wonderful. And the edit, the edit does help with that. But somebody that's remarkably skilled at doing it in one take is Andy Samberg who can be like, look, I love you. Title your sex tape. But but I'm here for you. I know. You know what I mean? Like he can snap back in a way that few people I've seen can. His
5: bursting into tears at last season's finale during the wedding. I love you. You're so much you're my dream girl after I do the butt joke. Your butt is the bomb. Yeah, your butt is the bomb. Was so... It almost made me break every take, because he had, like... Te- like, And he had a joke, like, right before that, and then he got to that moment, and he had, like, tears in his eyes on a few takes. It was just... He makes those turns really fast. I'm
2: remembering uh, something. We did a panel a year ago for Brooklyn. Um, I don't think you were there, Melissa, for at, at UCB. And uh, during the Q&A, a woman in, the, in, like, the third row asked Andy if she would... If he would look at her... The way he looks at Melissa. I heard about Peralta. Peralta to Santiago. And he was like, and he did it, and she burst into tears. Shut
3: up! Is this true?
2: 100% true. He went, he went. And she went. 100%. Lauren. Yeah. Superstore will go there. Superstore tackles some stuff. Yeah, man. You guys have talked about. Uh, gender and class and race and ability and, uh, insurance and unionization, the, the, se- the current season ends with Nico Santos' character in an ice van. Like, that's a, that's a stark balance between, you know, dropping ice cream in people's shopping bags and stuff. <laughs> like, like, wh- how do you guys think about that? What's talked about on set about keeping, maintaining that balance and, and earning those moments?
3: I think what's interesting about it is that I don't think Justin ever set out to do, like, an issues show. Um, but what started to happen was, because I feel like our show really encapsulates kind of a cross-section of America, and and ultimately the world, in a sense, but, but certainly what we're dealing with in America— um, I, I and I say this a lot, but I feel like it would be disingenuous not to address these things. It would feel like we would have to literally sidestep around, like, oh, well, we can do this storyline, but oh, then, then we're gonna be talking about healthcare, and we don't want to talk about that. Um, so I think what's been great is that that not only had Justin and the writers really embraced it, but NBC really embraced it too. And, and there's been things in those scripts at table reads where we'll read them, and then we'll go, this isn't going to stay, and they're not going to let us do that. And then they do, which you, is so cool.
2: You wrote it in, the gender reveal. You wrote the word abortion, like, six times. It's like, <laughs> do you want to go to the clinic, the abortion clinic for an abortion? Like, like you went there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know, but honestly, but for me in that episode, that's a great example, because I was like, Amy has a teenage daughter. She's going through a divorce. She's now gotten pregnant with her essentially ex-husband's baby. We have to address this. I was like, you know, in the room, I remember I was like. You know, whatever we want to do in terms of story, whether you want her to have the baby or not have the baby, I was like, we have to address this because it's absolutely absurd to be on television in 2019 and not address the fact that this woman, you know, would have that choice. It would
2: be considered, right.
3: Right. And and should have that choice, obviously. Um... But it's become it's become a really cool thing and and it's something that i'm really proud of i'm really proud to be a part of something that isn't afraid to talk about those things in a way that's still funny you know it's 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 not kind of saying like this is what's going on and here's the opinion and here's what you should do it's kind of more just saying like this is the situation we're in yeah. and that's it you know it's presenting it the way it it really is uh currently in the country i had a comedy director once bruce period second city toronto say to me that he thinks that good comedy isn't wouldn't it be funny if good comedy is isn't it funny that and i think that that really encapsulates it that it's like isn't it funny slash crazy slash outrageous that this is the world we live in and i think that that's something that we've been doing which is a really cool thing and that fucking finale jesus christ like (laughs) oh my god Get out of it. I don't know what their plan is. I'm like, guys, like, what now? He's he's still on the payroll, so what what we doing? Um, we we read that script and America and I were sobbing. The two of us at the end were just like, this is crazy. I mean it was, yeah, it's a cool thing.
2: It's so delicately balanced though. Again, like earlier in the episode, you're doing the the you know, tech support like turn left, turn right, you're on the surveillance cams kind of thing, and it's it's a heist movie. It's it's Farce. It's it's playful, and then moments later, Nico's goes in a you know in a van. Like it's super sad. Are, are you back super pretty- store?
4: You said super sad. <laughs>
2: super. You said stupid store. <laughs> Why? It's I'm, okay. Um, it's okay. So you uh, are you back in yet? Have you read? Six oh one or five oh one yet? No,
3: we're not back yet. The writers are going back. I think this week or next week.
2: Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Darcy, Uh, will you talk a little bit? Um, (laughs) A remarkable thing happened uh, last season, and that is that you played every character in... the You remember that, right? You remember that. What are you trying to do to us? What don't you... Had you come with a mop, I would have been like, okay... (laughs) You were. Yeah. Where have you been? Yes. Getting our spirit. An hour ago I spilled Thank you. that. Um, Thank Darcy, you. Thank what, what is you. happening? Talk a little bit about the...
4: Uh, trying to get us drunk.
5: ...about Truly. the
2: Janet's episode. Okay. Um, a lot went into that. Right. Uh, in a practical sense, uh, very smartly at the table read, you, uh, the producers had each cast member play their actual role as the Cheedy Janet right. and the Eleanor Janet and the Jason Janet and the Tahani Janet. Um, but then, and then you did it. What next?
4: So we we um, that was so helpful to have everybody read their own parts because you know I wanted to hear them say their lines the way they would say it, and I and I sneakily recorded it on my phone, <laughs> and then listen and then <laughs> and then just listen to that constantly for the next couple weeks as we were getting ready to do that that episode. Um, we did one rehearsal that was so helpful and hopefully I, I really hope it like leaks or something because they've they've have you seen it
2: no but there's a touch of it in the gag reel did right. you notice that i did yeah
4: we had the camera set up the way they were going to be in this big white void and the actual actors playing their actual parts and we did a full episode rehearsal and they filmed it and they cut it together in like a day and then they sent it to me so i could kind of watch how they would do their things and just the blocking of it all because it was a lot to keep in our heads um, and oh my god you guys I watched it so many times my poor husband honestly my poor husband that the, the couple weeks leading up to that episode he, he deserves I don't know what a big kiss he helped me so much he helped me so much
3: <laughs> how innocent uh, yeah. how beautiful I didn't say where the kiss was hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: you didn't have to say that there it is um Okay, I want to ask a specific question. Uh, First, will you tell the story about when you were driving home?
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was, uh, for those couple weeks that I was preparing, I was listening to that that, um, table read voice memo constantly. Like, no music, no podcast, nothing. Just always that. Just so I could, memorizing is hard, y'all, right? And to memorize an episode where you're saying every line back and forth to each other is just a weird little mind fuck. So I had to really get my lines down. And I was terrified of 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 Anyone waiting for me for any reason on that set? I wanted it to be like, you know, sure. I wanted to be toy
3: noise,
2: toy knobs noise.
4: You guys. <laughs> um, and I, at one day, I was driving down the uh, driving down the street, and William Jackson Harper was walking on the street, and I I clocked him, and I pulled my car over and rolled my window down, and his voice was just blasting in my car. <laughs> And he put his little, like, his arms inside my car, and he went, oh, no, you're going crazy.
2: (laughs) One final thing on that. I read in, or I think I read in an interview uh, today that you said that Will retyped his lines in the way that he does for yes. himself.
4: It was kind of wild. Everybody, we, it, It's a weird thing when you're playing your friends and your castmates. It's like this weird sort of like almost awkward, you know, I, I didn't really want them I didn't want too much help from them. I wanted to like do it by myself. Like I didn't want to it just felt a little weird. So each one of them sort of individually gave me help on their own accord. Will retyped his lines the way I guess he does for every episode, which is wild by the way, and yeah. very cheaty. He he retyped his lines the way a way that helps him memorize those those long speeches and sent them to me. Manny sent me a, a YouTube clip of something that helps him get into Jason that he's never shown or told anyone before. And it totally helps. Oh Jamila brought me 12 donuts. <laughs> um, that is
2: her process. Yes. it <laughs> is. It actually Yeah,
4: it actually is, right? Kristen was like she was the, the coordinator of the scheduler. She was like, we are all on call. If you need us to come to set, we are there. We are available on FaceTime, texting, whatever you need. We are here for you. And then Ted and I had one day on set together because he's in that first scene. And it's a, it was a weird thing. You can imagine like being in a big white room where you're acting with no one. You're acting with um like a piece of tape or a tennis ball. Oh Yeah, yeah. the little X they it's put huku. on the side of the camera. Yeah, it's like Avengers weird shit, but like it just is weird.
2: It's exactly that. It
4: is, right? Uh, kind of, And and at the end of that day, Ted t- t- pulled me aside and he was like, Oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this is going to suck. This is going to be a bad week. You're going to lose your mind. You're not acting with anybody. You, he, he just gave me the advice of like, remember what you're doing and remember who you're playing and what the intention is. Yeah. How many
3: that, days were you by yourself doing it? It was, we, we usually do a
4: five day episode, but this one was eight days. No
3: way. So I lost my damn mind.
4: <laughs> I would too. It was weird, but yes. it was great, and I and I can't. I mean, we can talk about anything else right now, but I will just say, oh shit, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh shit, oh Cosby, fuck, fuck Cosby, Cosby, shit, fuck. fuck Cosby, Cosby. <laughs> um, but even though you know it was a lot of my Janet big old face on that screen, it was such. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I thought you wanted something. Um It was um, it was such a group effort, as you know that, and, and as you guys know, because the like. It's, it's top to bottom. It's like everybody brings their A game and you guys are on the same type of set with the same type of people, just like good hard workers that want to do good work. And, you know, it's, we get like the sort of, I don't know, uh, I was going to say benefit, but we, we get the like glitz and glamour of being on screen, but oh my God, it's such a group effort, isn't it? 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. It, we're nothing. Yeah. Y'all, we're nothing. Yeah. You know who's something? The PAs.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, fir- the person that gets to set before you. The camera guy. Yeah. The wardrobe people. Well, and the lighting. You don't want to piss off anybody lighting. No, you don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> really don't. That's the difference between looking like you're in your early 30s <laughs> and like you're looking like you're 110. Mark. <laughs> yep. You know? You look good,
2: Mark.
4: You look right. doesn't Mark look good? Mark <laughs> always looks good.
2: For what he is. Um... <laughs> Uh, Very sweetly uh, to thank the crew after uh, that episode in particular was one that lots of people who were not working on that episode stopped by to check out because it was so weird and great. And uh, Darcy Carden got a a specialty ice cream truck for the like an ice cream sandwich truck or something, I think, for the. Bless Bless
3: you. Bless you.
2: And uh, and there was a sign that said, thank you, love the Janet's, which was very sweet. I know. (laughs) Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take some questions for, from you now. Uh, please remember that uh, we uh, we just have a few minutes for this, so uh, in order to get a lot in, please begin questions with words like how and who and why and when, and not like when I made this doll of you with your hair. Um, like why do you? I'll have,
3: take that doll. Why do you
2: have our hair? Um, don't do that. Uh, raise your hands, I suppose. Right? Yes, please. Right here. Oh, wow. The Cosby Show for Darcy. <laughs> the question is, if you could travel in time and join the cast of any show ever, what would it be?
4: Uh, probably if I did play Cliff Don't. Huxtable, things would be better now. <laughs> Thank
5: Oh, I think Seinfeld. Yeah,
2: girl. What? What role? I know, that, or, in Seinfeld? the
3: world or one Oh, of the uh, like, I think in the world. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Uh, are You Being Served, the oh, BBC? Yeah. Yes.
2: Oh, my gosh. Reboot. I was
3: obsessed with that as a kid.
2: Reboot it, please.
3: Oh, that would be a great, great reboot. Idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a scoop, y'all. That's a scoop. Scoop.
2: I like it. Uh, next question. Yes, please. Sure. Sure. Yes. We'll do both.
3: I am starting a social media campaign, and I encourage any of you to get on this right now, to get Mark Hamill to play Dina's dad in oh season five of Superstore.
2: 100%. He
3: is a fan of the show. He has tweeted me. He has said nice things. He that, has it, made that, me cry. He is Luke yes. Skywalker. It is my dream.
4: <laughs> that seems like an easy Twitter campaign. That's happening. Please. That's happening. That's happening. Yeah. So that's a storyline.
5: Um every year I beg for uh us to meet Amy's brothers. Yeah. Sure. There's a lot of them though. Yeah. It's hard.
2: It's true. And also, and, in fairness you've set the bar very high with Lynn Manuel. We started and with Lynn Manuel playing David. And
4: now we have to find like six more. And uh um, that will be fun. That will be that's a yeah, fun we'll adventure. See. Yeah. Yeah. Um I, I uh uh I, I think I just want I mean now we're like coming to a close, so there's not you know. What? I'm oh, sorry. Um, no one can. I this out. do love working with Manny, and I love Jason and Janet, and I love um, every. I will just. I'll just say this. Every time I get to kiss Manny, I my my brain says, "Remember this." <laughs>
2: Uh, that's wonderful. I'm also going to field this question and tell you that uh, I will not let Brooklyn Nine-Nine go until Kevin and Holt renew their vows. Yeah. We teased it in the boyle linetti wedding several yep. seasons ago, and um, I text Dan Gore about twice a week about it. So <laughs> I will at some point have beaten him down. Uh, yes, please, your question. Oh, oh. oh, we're about to find out they don't watch each other's show.
4: This is about to get real awkward. No, not not each other. Yeah. Huh? Not each other. I mean, like, oh, that's way, no, I, each other. No, I mean, whatever. Janet is like such a. That's OK. I don't know why I put a rule on it. I said, <laughs> But now that you put a rule on it. I have such love for Nico. I know. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. It's such a funny role. I went to college with Nico. I was going to mention that. We were friends. Isn't
3: that wild? It's wild. Talk about...
2: Yeah, I can mention it, right? Of course. Uh, I met Nico Santos. Uh, Darcy and Jamila and I uh, played against Nico on an episode of Jane Lynch's Hollywood Game Night that's upcoming (laughs) that... Man, if you could get, if I could get paid for playing on Hollywood Game Night, that's all I would do. You
3: did. Me ask. too. You yeah. did Me get too. paid.
2: That's I was
4: on an episode of Game Night with Jamila. Wait, so much fun. Wait, by the way, fun. he just said if I could get paid. Did you not get
2: paid? No.
3: I, <laughs> I did I got get a check. I got, I got a check. I, got I also got a check. I got paid. I, I, paid. I got paid.
2: What I'm saying is, if that could be five days a week, <laughs> got it. that's all I'd all
4: right, do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have, I, I would, it would be fun to either play, play Nico. Yeah, 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 to play Nico. Yeah.
2: Some Matteo. Yeah. 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 Think about it. Next question. Oh. Yes, please. What things that
3: uh, we saw on screen that were a result of a co-star of yours giving you something more, whether it was improvised dialogue or just something different in terms of energy, that being on this side of the screen, we we don't we didn't see that part of the process, really really affected your I'm Did
4: an you answer hear the really question? Quick. Did you guys hear it? He's basically saying um great question. He was like what has a co- a coworker of yours given you that you didn't expect that then informed your reaction. Yeah. And I remember immediately there's an episode in season 2, I think, where um it was called Michael and Janet or Janet and Michael mm-hmm. and Ted Danson he 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 has this big speech where he's like the reason is friends, the reason that I can't kill you is because we're because I are such good friends. And Ted Danson oh my fucking God, you guys, he's so good. He's so good. And, um, he, he could, he couldn't get through. I'll just make it quick, which is that Janet doesn't cry. And he was so emotional in that moment that Darcy couldn't not cry. So Janet cries now. (laughs) Yeah. Like there was no, there was no getting around it. He's he's an, he's the he's the best scene partner that I have ever worked with in my life, and each of the the cast members would say the same. Him. Not taking <laughs> You would say the same, right?
2: He's pretty great. Yeah.
3: I have to say that I am somebody who like I push to try and make everybody else laugh. Like it's what I do. I'm very hard to break. Uh, I can literally just like look at America like this, and then she's like, stop it. <laughs> um it's my favorite thing. But the only person and I can say in my entire career who will break me and break me and break me is Mark McKinney. Oh, he yeah. is so fucking funny. He's Canadian comedy royalty.
2: Royalty. Um, oh bro. my
3: god. But there those the story that I like to tell is there was an episode, I can't remember, I think it was season two, and for some reason. Dina and Glenn are each trying to tape record the other person. So I, com- do you remember this? So I come into his office with a purse and there's like a tape recorder in it. And he had pre-planned with props. I did not know this. He had pre-planned, and we also like he didn't do it on the first take. He did it like 12 takes in. So I'm like not expecting any change. And in the middle of this, like, because the whole thing is that we're trying to like loosen the person up. We're trying to get them to talk. And as he's like maintaining eye contact with me, he opens his desk drawer and he pulls out a pre-poured glass of wine. And just slides it across the table. And it is the hardest I've broke in my life. I mean, I was sobbing, like hyperventilating. It was the funniest fucking thing. I've, uh, and I was just like, Marker, you can't, buddy, you can't. Oh, he's the best. He's the best. Always him, anyway, is my point for me.
5: Uh, I think for me, it's Andy. There's been so many moments from, uh, I think, that first finale when our Characters finally kissed, and it had been two seasons of working together, and I think I was a little like, oh, God, what's we got to get this right, and it felt like a lot of pressure. Um, But he was so present, and the scenes ended up being so much more than I even thought they were going to be, and the same with the proposal. All I had to do was look at his face. And to the times where he goes, I'm gonna try something and then just shut me up. And I go, okay. Um, and he's, yeah, he, I've learned so much from him. And I think Amy has evolved the way she has in part because of him. He's, yeah, he's the best, like Ted, the best scene partner ever.
2: Again, none taken. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've, re- we've reached the end of our time together. Our thanks to you, to ATX Festival, to NBC Universal. Please join me in thanking Lauren Ash, Melissa Romero, and Darcy Carden.
4: Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. This was fun. Thank
2: Sorry you. to have spilt beer.
4: Some nice noise. It's part of the deal. It's part it of is. The fun. It's live. Yeah. <laughs> Hi Darcy. Hi. Welcome to Austin. Oh, thank you. You you were were you there last night for the big screening outside? I wasn't. I you weren't. we were I was I took a red eye here. You just got here today. Yeah. The Good Place cast had a panel in L.A. last night.
6: Oh, you are so busy. Well, it's one of those weekends. It is. Yeah. And, and then now you're about to go laugh with the ladies. I can't wait. <laughs> and have you ever been to Austin before? I've been, yeah, quite a few times. Oh, you have. I think this is
4: like my fifth. Is oh, that
6: quite a few? That's quite a few. Yeah. You, I love you definitely here. know your way around. You can say you love
4: it here now I love at it this here. point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, why does TV matter so much now, you think? I mean, maybe in this particular moment, it's like a a nice escape for us Mm -hmm. we're in a kind of cuckoo time right now as i think we you know what whatever whatever side of the world you live on it's kind of a nutty time right now so i know for me and um personally i love tv as an escape um and to just kind of go into some other world whether it's you know not even that it has to be comedy i obviously love comedy but um sometimes you just want something totally different yes yeah
6: what is your tv pick me up a um, show when you've had a bad day, you sit on the couch and you're like, this will make it
4: all better. I'm more, I'm like an old school friends head. Mm-hmm. Um, lately I've been really into the office. Yeah. And um, what if, what, I feel like there's... Do you have a season of Friends that you'll always go to? I, that's a great question. I would say it's like season two and three. Okay. There was like a point when Rachel and Ross were breaking up that is very triggering and sad for me. I don't like to watch that season, which I feel like is like maybe season four. Okay. When... Rachel was sort of doing like a bit of an auburn hair.
6: That's what I was gonna say. Do you? Do you? I, I was so about to say. We. I think her friend says, "What did Rachel's what hair, did Rachel's look, hair like? look like?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, That's how I'm like.
4: Yeah. I want to see that hair. Right. Yeah. So like when it was long and like past the shoulders and kind of straight, she was growing the Rachel out, and it was kind of auburn. I stay away from that season. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then season one is also fun, but you know they were kind of like figuring themselves out. So two and three are really fun, and then any of the later seasons. Right. I mean, again, I'll stay away from Joey and Rachel. I'll, okay. I'll stay away from that mm-hmm. situation. That,
6: that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And um, what is your
4: earliest memory of TV? Um, oh, that's a fun question. Earliest memory of TV? I bet it was like grandparents' house. You know what? Like Cheers. Holy crap! Like Cheers, Cosby Show. Um, did you watch that with your family? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, it, the funny thing is, is, I like don't remember a ton of TV in my house, even though I know we watch TV. I've specific, I specific like. When I'm thinking of kid t- like being a kid and watching TV, I keep thinking of my grandma's house. David Letterman. <laughs> Your grandma was hip. She didn't make you watch Soap Operas? Uh, and Soap okay. Operas Young and the okay. Restless was hers. <laughs> um but yeah, Cheers and um the Simpsons well that I was a little older then and um um and then around our house there we my parents were really into MTV they really just like kind of had MTV like, like, as if it was the radio cuz you were like you know wow. it was do you remember you it were allowed it was music yeah it was
6: just music but still i was not allowed it's fun talking to you about what shows you were not allowed to oh, watch I, as a kid I, i'll name a couple okay. ready
4: yeah i don't know why these are okay the re- these i don't know what the reason is but was not allowed to watch alf Really, was not allowed to watch Night Court. Okay, was not allowed to watch Married with Children. Okay, those were the three. The like Elf, not allowed.
6: Alf is confusing because I was not allowed to watch anything,
4: but right. I was allowed to watch Alf. I think they're like I think with Married with Children and maybe Night Court, maybe they were sexy. Maybe they have like mm. sexy jokes. With Alf, I think my mom was just like, I don't like this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're not allowed to watch this. I don't like it.
6: What else aside from your show, The yeah. Good Place? Um, what else
4: is something you're. You we should all binge this summer. I mean, I think everybody's saying this, but I'm so into Fleabag. Uh huh. As everybody said season that this weekend. Season two. Yeah. Fleabag season two is the thing. So here's the thing. I just binged season one. Oh, isn't that exciting? It's exciting. I have I season you... two to look That's forward so to. so cool. I yeah. bet a lot of people are jealous of yeah. you. <laughs> I would highly recommend binging the other two, which is a, um, um, a comedy central show. Uh, it's okay. wonderful. It, it, this last year, this was their first season. It came on after broad city. Um, and the people that watched it loved it. You okay. know, it's there's so many damn shows on TV right now, it's hard to find them. But I highly, highly, highly recommend the other two.
6: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me.
1: <laughs> the TV Campfire is produced by Caitlin McFarland, Emily Gibson, and A.J. Myers, along with our audio partners, 5 Ohm Productions. Mark your calendars. ATX TV Festival Season 9 is happening June 4th through 7th, 2020 in Austin, Texas. For more information, visit ATXFestival.com and follow us on social media at ATXFestival. And be sure to check out our episode notes for a very special discount on badges exclusive to the TV Campfire Podcast listeners. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And stay tuned for even more exclusive releases each week.